welcome to Schooling the Podcast. I'm your host, Davina, and today I'm joined by my friend all the way from Singapore. She was a student at Singapore Management University and now has a bachelor's in business administration. I'm so happy she has joined us today. Please welcome my friend, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel, and you're listening to Schooling the Podcast. <laughs> Hi, Rachel. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. Yeah. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the podcast. I'm super excited about talking to you. Hey, same, same, same. For some of our listeners that perhaps don't know you, do you mind telling us a wee bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, my name is Rachel. Uh, I recently graduated. Uh, finally, after four and a half years. <laughs> um, and my majors were in marketing and psychology. Uh, which also brings me to where I am now. I'm currently working in market research. Um, in my spare time, I like to watch like shows on Netflix. Um, I also like to like just take walks, I guess. <laughs> and I like going for spring classes as well. It's something that I took up during the pandemic. So that was really enjoyable. Yeah, that's really enjoyable to me. Nice. Thanks, Rachel. Um, I actually found out about your spin classes and your endeavors with your spin classes through your newsletter. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for those who don't know, Rachel and her friend have a newsletter called Two Peas in a Pot. And yes. <laughs> I, so it's a play on the pun, right? Yeah. Okay. So originally it was supposed to be a podcast. So we were going to call it two peas in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and then it translated into a newsletter? Yeah, because um, I think we're definitely less comfortable talking compared to writing. So it kind of started because my my friend, Thinking, and I, we like to talk about social topics or just anything that we see online in very um intense ways like we like to like you know break down the different perspectives and um yeah discuss all of these in a very nuanced manner um but these conversations aren't usually like your small talk topics they're not like you know like the water cooler top kind of topics so because of that um we decided to start this newsletter to as both a gift to our friends as well as to ourselves to tell them that you know these like these are the perspectives that we have gathered from our research about a certain topic what do you think about it and from there we can spark more discussions so that is the origins of two peas in a pot um that's how like it started originally yep nice because mm. i was reading it yesterday and issue four caught my eye and it's on body mm works and and sorry beauty and body works and and yeah so, yeah I, I thought it'd be really interesting to sort of discuss that a wee bit in in a school setting or in a classroom mm. setting because um there's this one part in the whole um in the whole newsletter that says one of the dangers of body image distortion is how early concepts of how we are supposed to look like are developed as children we are shown images of how romantic heroes and heroines look with popular cartoon females thinned down and males often drawn to be big and muscular. Okay, so this one really caught my eye because this is something that I related to 
when well still relate to uh, now and i back then i related to it even more because when we were in school like the first thing that i would do is like rush back from school turn on the tv and just like zone out and a lot of the times there were just cartoons and images of like people that you know that generally looked a certain way so yeah i, I think um, it was yeah i resonated a lot with this with this article because uh, yeah I, i experienced similar things but how do you feel how do you what do you think about people or students really that have a similar lifestyle do you think that's healthy to the one that i just described about me going to to watch tv and just zoning out and you know consuming this kinds of media yeah um i think that uh the lifestyle that you had was probably mine as well um after school like you know i was all i mean between like watching tv and reading right there are images that are developed in our minds even if we are just reading a book um the way that characters are described it's always like girls are always towards the you know thinner leaner side um and then guys are always you know like big muscular and then we see that on tv and when there are like for example adaptations of young adult books right that we see on tv these perceptions of how we are supposed to look like versus how we look like is further ingrained in our minds um i generally uh like the idea of um people being able to read what they like watch what they like um and but it can be a bit i guess it can be a bit less helpful for children or for teenagers who are in their formative years who might be going through some kind of body image distortion or body image issues in general when they see these images and they feel that maybe they look very different compared to what they see on TV so uh i would say that the lifestyle itself is not prob- problematic it's more of what is seen on TV we do need more diversity when it comes to different body shapes and sizes and i think that now we are getting more of that so hopefully this is a consistent trend that you know continues yeah i i agree i think my lifestyle wasn't really the problem it was just the fact that i was subjected to certain types of mm, content images was, yeah yeah right but like when we think of students today we 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 don't see them isolated from social media and there's a certain type of content that's presented in social media but there's also this trend of hashtag body positivity so i think yeah. i think my contention comes with how do students sit with social media and be subjected to that kind of you know judgment that you talk about in the in the newsletter mm-hmm. while also still use it for like um you know purposes of like yeah, to encourage people to embrace how they look and and things like that i it's just a wee bit of a conundrum for me and i think that mm. you know students today or teenagers today that are, are exposed to social media might face a similar uh you know conundrum so how do we navigate that yeah um i think both in family settings as well as school settings um whoever is in charge so parents teachers have to remind teenagers that the images that they see on social media are mostly edited 
And right now, like you can really edit anything, right? You can use mm-hmm. like Facetune, you can use Photoshop. There's so many different forms of editing software um, when, it, when it comes to developing images for the purpose of posting on social media. Um, I think with, with social media, uh, it's, it's pretty much like, you know, what we always talk about. It is a double-edged sword. Um, I don't think that these problems of body image distortions were started by social media, but right. as with everything else, um, it has been intensified because of social media. Um, when it comes to body positivity, which is what my essay was talking about, um, yeah, definitely I have mixed feelings towards it. Um, I think that its original reasoning is very um, understandable and it comes from a very, very good place um, with, you know, self-acceptance you can get to the point where there is like a lot more self-confidence. Um, we shouldn't be basing all of our self-esteem on our own bodies as well. And the idea that there is no right or wrong shape, you know, there are so many things that have to be considered when um, we consider the way we look. Like there's like genes, there's like dietary habits, exercise habits, all these things. Um, but genes are a huge factor and this is something that is often overlooked. People always talk about like diet and exercise, but sometimes genes is one of, you know, the huge, huge limiting factors. Um, my sort of gripe when it comes to body positivity on social media is that even though we do see a diversity of bodies, I still find um, all of these images to be rather consistent in terms of um, muscle tone, in terms of looking very clean, um, both in, like when it comes to face and when it comes to um, our bodies. Uh, there's rarely many images that are concerned with talking about skin conditions, um, talking about uh, loose skin as well and I think that all all these are also you know distortions of body image um, so because of that I think that social media should lend a greater voice to even more diverse images of um, different bodies shapes and sizes and yeah I think that it can definitely help as it has, uh, but it can also destroy our confidence a lot. So I would urge teenagers to be more careful when engaging with these images. Know that most of it aren't very real um, and to always treat themselves very gently and with more acceptance. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that, you know, the feed needs to be a bit more cleaner and the only way the feed can be cleaner is, is if we keep encouraging people to post more accurate representations of of themselves their bodies yeah that doesn't mean teenagers should post any of their bodies but Mm. uh, well they can if they want to but you know caution and things like i guess caution's the really big theme here like yeah you've got to be a bit more careful conscious about um, the things that you post online but 
there is this culture of pretty privilege that exists in social media and you've hinted at that a wee bit in in the newsletter about how mm. you know sometimes um some people like um they lose a, a a significant amount of weight and and people are noticing them and you see this trend on tiktok as well so yeah um here's a here's a interesting i sort of want to get your perspective on this one because i think this is a is going to be an interesting one so you know sometimes pretty privilege can work in reverse because the mm. general assumption is that when you are beautiful you're also a bimbo yeah i i, I definitely think these are these, these form of like societal judgments are so bad like it's really like damned if you do damned if you don't right like right. you can't like and i kind of understand how it feels like to for people to only see one side of you um for example like okay so for example you're doing very well in school right and then all people see is that like you're intelligent and they don't see other facets of you mm-hmm. and that is kind of how i am relating to this subject i guess i think that everyone's personal experience is very central to the way that the way that we build identities right when it comes to body shaming we can definitely see the you know the the fat shaming side um but when it comes to the other side it is a bit less straightforward and it's definitely something that you know we should talk about more uh but i i <laughs> i honestly don't have much knowledge on it so i'm not very sure what to say as well no worries but i think the ge- the general consensus is that mm. you know everybody feels a certain way in their own skin yeah. in their own body and and you know as society we should try to mitigate the damage as much as we can for that person mm. yeah definitely yes definitely right um so going a wee bit into the well growing up as a teenager in school um mm-hmm. i have the story that i wanted to tell you about um so a friend okay. of mine she grew up a bit more on the larger side mm. and so um there was an instance where uh you know she wasn't feeling too good so she went to the doctors and the doctor like without giving her the benefit of the doubt immediately said as soon as she expressed her physical symptoms and things like that he said to her well you should think about losing weight first lose weight and then come back to me it's interesting to me that we have you know teenagers in their prime time of like developing values identity opinions and they're getting sort of um, fat shamed by a professional mm. and then having to tell us that story in class and be you know and you know with 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 students then and probably now you know you get yeah. mixed perspectives and so not all of it was positive and so that sort of troubled her for a bit do you think what do you think of the situation Uh definitely this doctor is not really doing his job. Um I think assigning blame to weight is very 
can be very insulting. Um, it also it also kind of assumes that the person in question isn't putting an effort into um, becoming healthier or looking, um, you know, the conventionally healthy. Um, I think that definitely think that if the um, if your friend in question was someone of a smaller size, she wouldn't be experiencing something like that. So you definitely know that there is prejudice in this context. Uh, it's very, very unhelpful for teenagers who are really questioning so much about themselves, um, who they are, what their opinions are on certain subjects, um, where they come from, to be hit with such a harsh reality of fat shaming. In this instance, I would definitely encourage, um, I mean, anyone, not just teenagers, anyone who experienced such prejudice talk to someone whom you feel safe with whether it's a friend you know a teacher your family um even a counselor would be great as well um because i think that a lot of people have pretty unconscious biases when it comes to um, body image so these are things that we have to unlearn and if you are speaking to a counselor they would help you through that process you know of unlearning shame and how you feel about your body um with that with that in mind i also want to talk about how because of the images that we have consumed since we are young there is a lot of like unconscious objectification that is in our society so whether or not we see, like, for example, we see someone who is very attractive and we objectify them, or we see someone who we don't think is so attractive and we shame them. Um, this trend of, like, commodifying our bodies is very disturbing because when it, when it comes down to it, it is central to who we are, but also it isn't everything that our identity is built on, right? So having it mean so much and then being judged for it, it can become very jarring and it can also shape the perspective of, for example, your friend that everything about her is about how she looks, but that's not true, right? So yeah, I think that this, is, this isn't just, I mean, I, I don't know what the doctor was doing, but <laughs> I think that this isn't just about the doctor, it's about larger social forces that are not always very visible. Hmm, lots to think about here. Uh, unfortunately, hmm. um, we've come to closer to the end. So. Oh um, no! Okay. <laughs> I know, but I'd love to have you back again if you want. Really. Oh sure. Yes. Yeah. Um, me back. Yeah, definitely. I will. I will. But <laughs> for, I mean, is there perhaps any last words? that you'd like to share with us just before we wrap up? And um, I think I want to remind everyone that distortion of body image isn't um, just about fat shaming as well. Um, there are many forms of distortions. So the idea of distortion, right, is basically that there's a difference between um, how you perceive you look and how you look to others. And... These problems can manifest in the form of like thinking about certain scars on your body, um, skin conditions. 
um, I have a friend who uh, is, you know, like she has been very candid about struggling to gain weight as well. So this is another form of body image issues that we usually don't think or talk very much about, but they're also very real. So um, I guess in conclusion, <laughs> everybody's experience with body image issues is different and your feelings are valid. Um, you don't have to feel less because it's a different issue. Um, it's very personal to you. And I think we should talk about it more as well. Hmm. Nice. Thank you so much, Rachel. Um, no that's, worries. Yeah, that's that's really all from, from us right now. Thank you so much for listening. Um, for our listeners that enjoyed um, the conversation that we just had, uh, feel free to check out the links in the description box below. We'll have links to Rachel, her social media, as well as uh, the newsletter. So if you're interested about reading more about what we've just discussed, you can always subscribe to the newsletter and, you know, they'll have issues released uh, as soon as, and, and they're good issues. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's all from me. Uh, my name is Davina. You just listened to Schooling the Podcast. Thank you. Bye.